cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Well, good day and good morning and buenos dias, bon and dobry den, dobro nots, salut, madame and messieurs, divine lions and lionesses, welcome back to whoever's channel you're watching this on. I'm Brad Wozni, the man from Sovereign Soul Show. We stand for love, levity, and liberty. Bling Buddha is our mascot, fires red pills from his nine mil with a Punisher tattoo over his left breast representing Save the Children. I've been a Reiki master for nearly 10 years. And uh, I got suckered into traveling around America with Derek Johnson last year for, you know, a good part of the Truth Tour too. We wrapped it about a year, a little over a year ago last week in Anaheim. We had Cheyenne, Wyoming, F-16s flying over us. You know, the usual, which happens when, you know, two guys get together. And we're joined once again by the amazing A.J. Roberts, DJ Chris Shepard in the United Kingdom. No, not really. Mr. A.J. Roberts is his incredible show. He is a UK Armed Forces veteran, served in three conflicts as well. He helped close down the vaccine uh, centers in the United Kingdom. Back to Derek for a second. If you haven't checked him out at DerekJensenCountry.com and you don't know who he is right now, you're certainly going to know about him because his blueprint book is about to come out shortly. And he's the only one amongst the three of us here who's met Commander-in-Chief Trump in person in this lifetime, not once, but twice and signed his book publishing deal at his desk. And then we have SG Anon back on the show as well. So honored. This is an incredible roundtable around the world, guys. We have Canada, Costa Rica. We have America and the United Kingdom, the home of Albion, which some say is likely the home of the true birthplace of Christ. That could be a little touchy, right? We'll see what goes on here. So we're going to talk about what's going on in the warfare, the spiritual warfare, which continues to heat up. We've had some personal experiences with that recently, uh, all of us on this show. And we'll go from here. So, gentlemen, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves if I've missed anything? And why don't we go alphabetically with uh, A to the D to the SG? <laughs> I love how you did that. Yeah, yeah. You like that, huh? I wasn't yeah. even pra practicing. It just came right up. Corn yeah. pop couldn't have done any better. <laughs> That's awesome. I um yeah, thank you for the introduction, my friend. And um yeah, I, I had to get a good mic. I've been practicing my country and western music, listening to this uh some new guy on the scene, Derek something, uh can't remember his name. Uh it, it, he's got quite good songs. But now I've um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm uh I, I'm AJ for those of you or seen me before. I've, I'm a host of the AJ Roberts show, 15 year British Forces veteran as 
Brad alluded to. Um, fantastic to be here amongst uh, you three legends who just bring so much to the, the table in like massive, massive ways. And uh, everyone, I, I know everybody who follows all my show, like follow all of you guys as well. So no doubt they're in for a, a very, very good episode today. Well, thank you for the introduction. One thing that Brad forgot is that uh, SG and I both have arms like like uh, AJ, as long as I keep mine below the screen here. You can't see that. So you can just pretend <laughs> that look like that. And uh, so there you go. There you have it. Uh, but it's good to be here. Good to be with these. I consider you all uh, friends and legends as well. So it's good to be here. Well said. Same. Good to be here, gentlemen. Great on. Why don't we um why don't we start on the spiritual warfare and work back? Because I believe so much of the audience watching the broadcast, listening to this podcast after the fact, is quite aware of what the news is saying. It might be a little bit up to speed on all of our platforms, but a, but a lot which isn't being spoken about is the spiritual warfare. I think they kind of drop around and go, Oh, it's biblical. This is biblical and spiritual. Why don't we begin here? with the spiritual essence and the soul, which we all have in the battle for souls, which is taking place before our very eyes and in realms which we can't see in these light spectrums, but we can certainly feel and pick up on. Who would like to jump in here? Maybe AJ, um, once again, uh, because you've become very active and awesome in the spiritual side too, brother. Appreciate what you do. Um, yeah, well, I think I can only really speak from experience. And I think because I've, uh, you know, I've traveled around the country in the UK doing a lot of talks, I'm doing a lot of podcasts, I'm interviewing a lot of people with various backgrounds. Um, you know, I'm having multiple conversations with multiple people every day, you know, so the experiences that I'm getting fed back to me from other people uh, at the point that we're at compared to like just a year ago, you know, the, the actual the level and um, magnitude of like spiritual attacks on people and actually the amount of people understanding what they are and understanding if they've actually been under attack is obviously massively increased, which is great, which means that they're spiritually becoming more aligned themselves to better understand that and feel that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had uh, a number of things which have occurred to myself, um, mainly through not so much spiritually being attacked, but like on the precipice of being uh, attacked. Um, you know, and again, this is the great thing about what I do is, I get to connect with so many amazing people around the world. So I had a lot of great people around the world, like um, check in on me and just, um, um, and do their own digging around sort of like events and stuff like that, which is fantastic. And again, so many of these great people bring so many different skills and attributes to the table that, you know, people are actually living their spiritual roles right now, you know, calling upon these amazing, amazing people. And um, I guess spiritually, that's what's probably one of the best things that's come out of this whole last three years, isn't it? Is in like the the involvement of ourselves, um, the involvement of others, but then being able to call on those people that I consider consider family, you know. Um, so I guess uh, in essence, that opens your eyes to like uh, even more so from a spiritual level. So I, you know, I'm sure everyone watching this can probably point out somebody that they maybe follow online that looks like they're under spiritual attack they're acting completely differently they've gone completely out of character you know i know several people that have gone down that road unfortunately um and whether that's just that they're at the end of their road and their kind of spiritual journey and the, the frequency they're staying on is you know there to be seen but 
in essence, it's, it can't be hidden. But when we're seeing it at an even bigger scale on things like Twitter or on things like uh, YouTube's and Facebooks and all that kind of stuff, where these people with big, big, big followings are suddenly coming out with absolute whoppers of statements and stuff about what's going on in the Middle East and you know all that kind of stuff. So I think you know we're seeing that that in essence is spiritual warfare. You know, um, you know, basically hiding under the guise of sort of conventional warfare. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many deep levels to all of this, and I guess in essence the biggest message for anybody to take away is like learn how to protect yourself and um, and surround yourself with people that literally have your back, like physically and spiritually. Like, and you know that's something that's uh, big big lessons that I've had to learn myself over the last months or so, uh, and you know many mutual friends of ours have. Uh, waded in and, and helped out and they, they've all said unanimously you know we've had to all have these lessons to see the dark and the deception in different you know multiple facets to be able to act accordingly in the future otherwise you know we'd be kind of get a bit stuck wouldn't we if we're getting bombarded with it so i think again it's these incidents have all been for us again i think what i've experienced in the last few weeks has made me much much stronger it's made me much much more driven to uh drive towards you know helping a lot of these, uh, you know, people that took the new medicine that are unfortunately having a lot of injuries and a lot of deaths. I mean, you guys are aware that I've got a lot of it in my family. I lost another uncle last week. Um, and seen another friend's heart attack yesterday. And, uh, you know, I've known since I was a kid, like all, all these kind of things. I'm not saying that's the cause, but the, um, and I was actually in the members of parliament Westminster on Friday. I was there, like in the House of Commons, uh, whilst there was only 11 MPs sat to listen to the one member of parliament in the UK that's been advocating for, you know, the injured and bereaved and the excess deaths to actually listen to the excess death data. Um, so even that in itself, like it, you could just feel the horrible energy in there, you know, and all the amazing people were there, no doubt were under some kind of demonic attack or something, because that place is awful. Um, and it was it was i never really thought about it too much at the time because i've been so heavily involved with he have been healed people and stuff like that that how much it would trigger me being in that place seeing hardly any mps there and the ones that were there were just sat on their phones or like yawning um i'm kind of like optics that wakes a lot of people up that's great i said but for me personally a personal level all the family and friends that i've got lost injured um it kind of like was a bit of a trigger actually so you know another another big test uh, but it was quite surreal. I was sat there next to one of my all-time favourite football players or soccer players who's been an advocate since day one, you know, and lost his job on TV because of it. Um, I was sat next to him, the guy I sat watching growing up in the House of Commons supporting excess deaths. It was, uh, it was quite surreal. Um, but again, putting yourself straight into the uh, the mouth of the beast, um, you know, time after time, it, it, does, it doesn't seem to wear off um it doesn't get any easier but at the same time i guess the all of that from you know the minute we first stepped foot on london to the mass protest to then you know the spiritual journey that myself and many many other people have been on has been quite emphatic one thing that i withheld from the introduction with derek if anybody isn't aware of derek you know derek is a veteran as well and also honorably discharged from the u.s army and he and you served in some of the same combat zones and conflicts mm -hmm. as well. And Derek's had many other deployments under his hat, not even a pun intended here. You know, we're speaking about veterans who put it on the line. 
And when we go to the spiritual side and all of us who have lost loved ones, mentors, friends, because of what's happened these last three years, you know, buried them or couldn't be there to bury them and had to watch a Zoom, you know, and the spiritual stuff, which has gone on. Um, we even had uh, an example of it on Truth Tour last year a few times. But Derek, you know, if you don't mind imparting your personal experience on the spiritual side of this, as well as your in-depth breadth and scope and knowledge let alone on law of war and continuity of government, which we're certainly going to get to. But just from what you've seen with a family that traces itself back to the formation of the United States of America Republic. Well, it's hard to follow what AJ said on the uh, spirituality part because it's so pinpoint accurate. It's really hard to, you know, divert that. But I think we're most Americans like to, hear me say it as if I'll, I'll go down to like a layman's term, but, you know, spirituality is almost like a, you know, putting it into a, an average everyday American. It's like a golf game. I mean, golf is all on you. It's all on you. You can't blame anybody else for, you know, your, your day, how your day goes, how you feel, your negativity, positivity, your frequency, you're not, I mean, everything is all on when you wake up. You know, and what kind of person are you going to be, first off? Um, you know, and I've taken a little heat from people out there about the whole, you know, like talking about Christianity in the manner of which uh, people have been taught it here. You know, Christianity, Christ, the origin of Christ is not America. Um, and, and it's definitely not the South, you know, which my slanglish comes from. You know, the origin of Christ is, you know, the origin of Christ. Now, what we've been taught could be completely different. And I've got Hebrew friends. I mean, I got friends who are fluent in Hebrew uh, all walks of life that seem to think that it's different as well. But that's a whole other, you know, diversion. Like, like AJ said, there's so many levels of this one, the physical form and then the spiritual form, even the physical form of spirituality, the conventional forms of military, the, you know, the spiritual, there's so many aspects of this, but uh, to put it in perspective for people, just like the military, you know, for, you know, of course, I quote uh, Colonel Sellers and I quote uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bosey and I quote uh, Major Jim O'Connor a lot uh, in all my shows because those guys were uh, outrank us. Of course, AJ can reference to his, his grandfather and different people, but uh, that were, you know, way up here in rank. And in the military, we use those ranks. But uh, more specifically, rank only matters, though, if you do know the laws and the orders of which you're serving for, in, and under. Um, but someone like Major Jim O'Connor, you know, he tells all the time that, that you know, if it's not of God, and if you can't see the love of God, even through discipline, you know, like I tell people all the time, my dad was a disciplinary person. He was not abusive, but he was disciplinary. He was tough, but he wasn't abusive. He was hard, but he wasn't abusive. So there's a huge difference in that. Um, and God has many forms of him, as we do read in uh, the Bible. And, um, you know, whether we have the full Bible or not, I still tell people, hey, if God created everything we see in us talking, us here in this form, us in this presence, where we are, then, you know, he still would have given us what we need, the tools during this time period, no matter what it is, um, because also... Colonel Sellers, and also Lieutenant Colonel Bosey. I, I put them both on the spot, I guess, in a good way. And I'm going to get 
them to write my forward of the book and also add to the finale of how you could get uh, this level, this complex level of generals all around the world and people to come together during this time period for humanity. That is beyond the physical form. That is definitely in the spiritual form because you, if anybody thinks all these generals have the same lifestyles, the same thought process, the same you know hobbies, the same kind of uh, likes and dislikes and things of that nature, you'd be kidding yourself. I mean, when AJ mentions the word football, his version of football to me is watching wet paint dry. But he could probably think the same thing about our football over here, right? Because our football over here looks completely different than the football of which they talk about. And so AJ and I could probably get into a fun, you know, kind of little conversation about, oh, man, yours is like watching wet paint dry. You know, I'd rather I'd rather watch, you know, grasshoppers migrate than watch uh, soccer be played. And he could probably say, well, you know, I'd rather watch a bunch of hillbillies uh, get in a fist fight over a, a NASCAR race than to watch, you know, your version of football. So it's like, you know, when you when you break it down and you look at all these generals and all these people around the world, it's not just generals. I mean, there's a lot of people in the continuity government. There's a lot of people in these sectors that are playing these roles with the grander vision. It would take a realm of spirituality that yeah. we probably can't even define with words. Uh, I don't even know how you would define that, except for God is the all-time being, no matter what you look at him like, what you see him as, what you think he looks like, he, she, it, whatever it is, whatever that form is of God, the spirituality, it would take that because we still, we are still the bearers of the truth, the knowledge, and also this fight that we're doing. Uh, that's why I tell people all the time, it has nothing to do with being a veteran, uh, the only reason we mentioned being a veteran, uh, you know, is the fact that that, you know, if a veteran is displaying the honor, the integrity of the laws and the orders of which support a like the Constitution of the United States or support humanitarian efforts, not using those laws and orders to flip them and to use them as a form of power against the people. But if a veteran is using those for the people, for the constitution or whatever the foundation of it is of the origin of that country, then that is the honor, the integrity. And you can listen to a veteran then. Not all veterans are, are you know, know that and not all veterans have been good. Um, so a lot of people are learning the spirituality, but they also are getting hit with the fact that the military of what they thought was a military, um, you know, you buy a barrel of apples, there may be two or three apples in there that are bad. It don't mean the whole majority is, but a lot of people are learning the military structures, operations, functions, laws, and orders. And they're also learning that every man, man and woman, under God's supreme being, is susceptible to fall into lust of money or lust of power or whatever that may be. And the Bible, our Bible, and the Bible that we know that we have, specifically says it's the lust of money that's the root of all evil. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the lust of money is the root of all evil. So every man and woman under God's creation is susceptible to fall and pray to evil. Um, and so that's why I want people to keep in mind is this is a good versus evil. Like you say, it's spiritual first. It really is spiritual first. And then information warfare. And as AJ said, and I'm sure SG with all the knowledge he has, I mean, he can back it up, the fact that I mean, spiritual is one big thing, but the information warfare under that, there's so many layers under that that, I mean, it truly takes an individual who's willing to go, hey, 
you know, I want to be good and I want to fight on the good side of humanity. And then, you know, whatever that may be, there God will guide you. God will lead you, as Major Jim O'Connor says all the time. You will know it because if it's of God, you'll feel it right here. You know, I don't know about you, but if it had squirrels, moonshine, and hillbillies fighting involved, I don't care whether it is Canadian football or or it is Major League Soccer. I'm down for the hillbillies, the squirrels, and the moonshine. I mean, <laughs> any day, <laughs> twice on Sunday. <laughs> but but yeah, absolutely, mate. I appreciate it, and uh, so well, so well spoken, so well spoken. And you know, in the uh, Canadian Army, I remember back in the '90s, I went through battle school. Nothing was mentioned about God and being Roman Catholic, both sides, my mom, French Canadian, my father, Polish Ukrainian heritage, right? We all, they all, their parents all left Nazi occupied Europe, fleed it. My grandfather and his two brothers went back to the B-17 Lancasters for World War II. God was not there. And so it was all about the country and the flag. And so here we are, fast forward to this point in time and turning it over to SG, who, you know, you have, you're so eloquent with your words, as well as putting everything into an intricately detailed spectrum for everyone to understand. And I appreciate your now, just in the last probably eight or nine, 10 months, the files you've put out, you're mentioning the spirituality too, SG. And as a guy who went from that type of background and what I've did in my careers in entrepreneur and being a Reiki master for nearly 10 years, and to hear more about the spirituality coming out from what people may consider SG a alternative now mainstream source of incredible decodes what you do. I love that because we're hearing it coming out from you. We're hearing it come out from a mutual friend, Michael Jaco, right? SEAL Team 6 had his Archangel Michael experience in Baghdad at Saddam's Castle. And I think it was like 2000, 2001. And people are remembering where their soul came from and what this is all about. So I'll turn I'll turn it over to you now. And thank you so for being so patient. You know, we went from the A to the D to the inevitable S G. Got to bring it back in here. Let it slide, right? Love, levity, liberty. On serious topics, we can we can yuck it up a bit. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you for that and for the thoughtful conversations so far because we've covered a lot of the aspects of spiritual war in an umbrella format, if we can think of things as gigantic arenas of operation, right, or theaters of operation, we've got the demonic lower photonic realms that AJ talked about just a moment ago. You know, these people practice dark occultism. Do you think that they just made it up? Um, you know, for them, they really, truly believe this. And that goes back a very, very long time. We can get into the history of that, you know, perhaps today or perhaps on another show. But for good or for ill, they believe these things to be very compelling and very powerful practices. They're teed it off with talking about the obfuscation of our holy books, right? The Bible sort of not exempt from that, but everybody's holy book has been messed with or obfuscated throughout the history. Um, and I do believe that's by design. I believe that's by God's own uh, will in a lot of ways. Nothing happens without God's will. But now humanity is waking up simultaneously to everything, right? That would not have been possible if the last thousand years of manipulation within our holy schools of thought and our religious, um, excuse me, recognitions and rites of worships um, if we hadn't, if that had not have been messed with, then we would have had sort of a staggered awakening, snuffing out, awakening, snuffing out, right? They would have been able to, to hit the whack-a-mole enough times that it would, wouldn't have never, would never been able to get out of the machine. So the only thing I think is left to talk about as the spiritual warfare side is concerned is the spiritual identity of mankind, 
Um, we're made in the image and likeness of God. God is a God of peace and compassion and love, but God is also just, and God is a God of war. Um, and God is able to make war in a way that humanity has sort of been awestruck throughout the millennia and the eons with, right? Um, just look at the Red Sea. Uh, could you imagine? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, understanding then that we're made in that image and likeness and that that you know, awesome power flows to and through us and that we have the ability to interface with our reality in a much deeper way and that we have anatomical equipment that these people have spent the better part of 3,500 years poisoning or destroying um, you know, our DNA all of the way down to our DNA and how we process just our basic nutrition, right? Everything's messed with the food, the water, the air. One has to ask why, why the investment in such effort and energy, right? Why the obfuscation of the nature of our world? Why is NASA the, the world's or one of the world's largest money laundering operations? Why are, you know, is the UFO and alien discussion only now coming to the narrative space and being popularly accepted? When most of the world knows that they're real and knows that they've been around, at least in our presence, for the better part of 100 years. It's because of who we are. And these people know who we are. We're made in the image of the Most High. We have a powerful connection to awesome spiritual abilities. Um, we have powerful perceptions that have been taken away from us. They, they're sort of seated in the different glandular and hormonal um, systems that we have in our body that are attacked and obfuscated through the chemical and bio, you know, biopharmaceutical cocktails that are in nearly everything that we consume, we have to acknowledge that this is a war for our DNA and for our destiny and our identity as mankind. They want to rewrite what it is to be human. Yuval Noah Harari is not unambiguous. Um, these individuals believe themselves to be the masters of the universe, and that includes the masters of the apex of God's creation, which is humanity. Freaking amazing. You know, and, and it's really wild. How we're all here together you know i certainly feel that there are among us times where we've already known each other prior to even coming in here and you know when you extrapolate that and you look at it from a cosmic sense you know I, it never it never really resonated with me as a kid i certainly would have used the, used the word resonant but it didn't resonate with me as a kid when I was being taught that, you know, you're here, you get this one chance, this is your lifetime, do it this way, and that's it. And you have a dirty thought, go say the rosary, and that's it, and all this kind of thing. And, and knowing that we are, as I've been saying recently, the soul is the sound of unlimited love. When we look at the Bible, the first words are, and God spoke. And so the vibrational harmonics of creation is from sound, from vibration. We look at the vibrational essences of us, whether we're in this vessel of this human being that's experienced as we're traveling through, this is our car to go through this universe on this land at this point in time. But then our soul has that capability to be connected. And if we look at everything that has been esoterically and anciently written, we're all connected and we're all part of the same beautiful universal self body of love and cosmic consciousness just having our unique expressions and experiences in this lifetime within it this innate altruistic knowing which we're birthed into which is go out do good be joyful and uh, i do also want to cor uh, correct myself in uh, derek's introduction i said uh, same operations as aj i meant this uh, some of the same theaters you know um, like, for example, in Afghanistan and Iraq, but you guys weren't running the same operations together, uh, obviously. So I want to put it out there because there might be some fact checker that comes up here and says, oh, gosh, you know, DJ was deployed over here at this time or he was, you know, just sitting there writing music at University of Northern Colorado. 
in Fort Collins doing his MBA when AJ was Colorado over State. Don't you don't you put me over in Greeley? I knew you were going to say that exactly. Yeah, <laughs> have a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun. Again, football, football, or squirrels, moonshine, monkeys and hillbillies. Monkeys, hillbillies. Nothing wrong with you and seeing Greeley. I love Greeley, but. Yeah, well, that, that's where I, my uh, practice wife went. And that's when we first moved down to uh, Colorado, the States for good. Uh, it's because she's your PhD there. So, um, so wonderful, uh, SG. Back to uh, your point. So easy to put us guys off topic, right? And this is just when we're drinking mountain spring water. Um, that's where we all came from. And I believe this is the aspect uh, that we've been taught from a spiritual standpoint, wherever it is, and however people practice it, as long as it's of the great and from a basis of love and joy to express that into the world that we are part of our university of life that we're here for is to after we leave this meet to meet a creator or meet aspects of the creator again and go i did the best when i was there and i know there's some lessons and i've kind of tripped up and i fell as i was learning how to kick a ball or to put on a helmet and a mouth guard and hit somebody on a field before the referee blows the whistle, but I did my best, you know, and are you going to put me back in or what are we going to do? But I feel, and I've said this on a show recently, uh, this past week, uh, when somebody was talking about the kids, and this is where I would like to go now about the children, uh, which is what we know the dark side's been after not only our souls, but the children. And I said, you need to stand up and be the best person you can be and put that out there in the world for the kids, because that's where the judgment will come from. And it doesn't mean that 24 seven for certain people we know, and God bless them, that they're bending over backwards to their own ill and becoming sick because they're not sleeping. They're not taking care of themselves and they're trying to do it all for somebody else and, and faces they haven't seen or known yet, but they know that story is out there. And the best thing that you can do as a soldier in God's army, whichever God you subscribe to, a he, an all-knowing father, or a great omnipresence of divinity, is take care of yourself and do what you can do to get the word out there. So when we look at something like this, how then, gentlemen, would you prescribe or invoke some words of wisdom to people about what they can do in their daily life right now because we do have people out there who are hurting we have an economic depression of proportions never seen before in recorded history yet they we know that the majority of humanity is good they're altruistic you know they just want to do their thing but at this point in time we all need to stand up how what would you say to those people and they say, well, what can I do in the 10 or 20 minutes I might have a day or the few hours a day I can devote to this mission as a civilian or being a teenager? DJ. I just wanted to preface it with and pair that with what the military, what you were saying, the correction of that, too. You know, like I like to be specific because of the fat checkers and things of that nature. Um, but also parlay. And I, I like to use a parlay because a lot of people know what a parlay is, where you pair something with that. Um, I didn't want out of the military, and I haven't really told my complete story of what happened when I'm in the military because it's not about me. And my heart, talking about our spirituality, my heart, where my heart is, where my heart is, is correct and it's right from the standpoint of it's correct, meaning I know where I stand with my God and what I believe. 
Um, and then also I've been around you a lot. We were on tour together. Um, you know, and, and, and people can, can kind of tell, you can tell once you're around somebody a lot. Um, and, and then too, there's always like AJ, his layers here, right? There's the layers. He can still be a good person, but have a personality that is just total, whatever, you know, um, you know, the people don't have their coffee in the morning or the people who wake up on the wrong side of bed, as we call it, it still don't mean they're a bad person. Doesn't mean that if you're not on the side of the road with a flat tire, that won't stop and help you. Uh, but you know, I didn't want out of the military and there were some things that happened that I will somewhere down the road when the time is appropriate, I will tell with people who want to know. Uh, but right now the mission is the grander mission. Like we're talking about children and, and a lot of people, when they think of children too, they don't, it, you think of it as everybody, uh, most of us talk about trafficking, uh, because that's how they funded a lot of their personal agendas and their societies and this secret society and all the corporation and things of that nature. And, and that's just one form of trafficking that funded it. Uh, but, but children also where they wanted to attack children one is because in the Bible, God talks about children everywhere, love and children and children are his, his everything. Right. And it talks about the millstone around a person's neck in the deepest of sea. If you mess with a child, Right. When you Google what a millstone looks like, you I mean, you could whatever space looks like you put a millstone on someone in space. You're falling in the deepest hole wherever space lands. Right. Because a millstone is massive. You wouldn't stand a chance. I mean, I don't even know how a millstone would fit on a boat. It had to be on a ship. And as soon as it just tipped over with AJ's muscles there and went over. I mean, you're in the bottom of the ocean quicker than a cat can lick its rear end, as the saying is. Right. So when you apply what God does with children, I know I'm I'm putting some some comedy in here, but at the same time, this is so serious. People need to realize the seriousness of God, not the seriousness of man. Man listens to God and, and man takes commandments from God. And God does have a disciplinary side to him. God does have a just side to him. He does have a justification side, you know, and it and there's very uh, there's a hairline difference. And it's great that we do have veterans in here who can, uh, you know, we talk about you know, the difference in murder and the difference in self-defense. There's a huge difference in that, um, you know, when it comes to man having to take care of evil. It's an unfortunate part of the world, but sometimes you have to do so. And we are in that place where that's being exposed. A lot of that evil is being exposed. But not only is trafficking of children, but where they're also attacking children is the fact that when you get into the, to the minds of children, right, the Bible says train up a child in a way that he should go and he won't depart. Well, we know that's where it starts. You, all of us sitting here, it doesn't matter how our moms and dad raised us, what they actually believed in. I know I had good parents and I know that my parents raised me in the best of their ability and they trained me with manners and respect, respect to my elders, manners around my elders, how to treat people, opening doors for people, helping an elderly across the street, stopping traffic if someone's trying to cross the street or whatever that may be. Whatever that is and wherever you live, there's different forms, you know, when you're in the small town versus a city, uh, you know, or whatever that may be. But also attacking children that way. You know, now we have schools. There were the parents don't. Well, they're at work doing what they need to do to provide for the children at home and to raise their children. You got principals and teachers getting in the minds of your children, telling them how it should be. And then they come home. Where'd you learn that from? From the teacher, from my principal. And then you got to retrain them again. So it's it's a double 
you know, and that's never was what, what was supposed to be bestowed on the world. The other thing I parlay into that is the fact that what do we value? Why do we put so much value on how we live, what we live, what we have, you know, what we don't have? You know, right now, majority of American society, it's all based on sexuality and also material things. It's all what you don't have versus being appreciative of what you do have. That's where the military does hone in a lot more. The majority of the military, we do appreciate what we have because we see the world as it is. Sure, there's a way that we would love to have the world of what we want it to be, right? We all would have a way we want it to be. And if we did, then it would be a, a blissful world. But the military, we see the world as it is, as it sits, and we deal with it from that manner. But we also, because of the brothership and the camaraderie here, just like AJ and 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 uh, Brad here, if we were all in a you know a foxhole together, whatever, we might argue about. We might be arguing about our football teams, and that's petty to some people, right? We'd be arguing about that, but the grander purpose would be taking care of them if a round comes in, if a mortar hits, or whatever that could be, right? There's a grander purpose, right? And so. I try to parlay all those in together for that, but also going back to my my individual story, I didn't want out of the military, uh, but I was under God's order. I went in the military late in life. I didn't go in at your typical American age at 18, 19 years old, 20. I went in at 28. Uh, I was already a different place in my life. I, was cert I already had a degree. Uh, these guys right here, they know what the term is. They call you a Mustang when you enlist with a degree. Right. And so I went in with a whole different mindset and calling under God and my mother at the time, um, you know, she was not worried in a bad way, but she could tell that I was, you know, under a different calling than just wanting to serve my country, which is still OK. But when I went in, I went in with this different calling. And then when what happened happened, and I'll reveal that one day, I do put a little portion in my documents because it all ties in to what was going on during all the major cutbacks of 2012, 2013, 2014, all the different things that were taking place. Generals, generals, these two gentlemen right here, especially military, can tell you when a general defies an order, when a general, I mean, cusses a president, <laughs> uh, that's you're in a whole other bracket. Right. Especially when they do it in a brigade form, when there's twenty five hundred soldiers or whatever in the field and they hear a, a two star general defy an order and cuss a president. You know, you're in a whole different kind of realm, spiritually, physically, conventionally and everything under God and also under the military. So I, I say that to say for people out there where you're sitting, how do you apply these things that we talk about? Uh, how do you apply them? Well, when I was getting out of the military, AJ and Brad both probably know this very well, but anytime it's you're sitting in front of a lieutenant colonel, you're normally getting in trouble. There's not many times a lieutenant colonel will pull you in their office just to shoot the breeze with you, especially a lower enlisted guy, unless you're working directly in their command or something of that nature, you drive for them or anything of that nature. When you're in a completely different unit and your lieutenant colonel calls you in, just to shoot the breeze with you, you know that something is cool and different is about to happen. My lieutenant colonel called me in because I was I had put in congressional after congressional after congressional to stay in the military. I was putting in a fight to stay in the military now, lower enlisted. Well, he didn't know I had a degree. He didn't know my full background. He calls me in his office, sit in that couch right there. I thought it was a, you know, a test, but 
I'm sitting in the couch and he goes, close your eyes. And I want you to try to pretend that you cannot think of anything. Just let darkness and black do not think of anything. Just try to black out your mind and relax and lay down on that couch right there. So I tried it. He goes, Derek, the military, the army does not need you. You want it, but it doesn't need you. Right. And that's where I always tell people to listen to the definitions and listen to the terminology want versus need. I wanted to stay in the army, but it wasn't God's calling for me to stay in the army. My my calling kept getting shot down post general. I did everything I could to stay in the military and it got shot down post general with those congressionals. A congressional is where your your congressman or your senator is calling on your behalf to the general or somewhere. And the general is telling my congressman, hey, it's on your side, pal. It's post-general, meaning Department of Defense and also the president's people, right? Secretary of Defense, et cetera. So I tried to stay in, but his message to me was Derek, which he would say Johnson. He wouldn't have said my first name, but he said, Johnson, God has a bigger purpose for you. I have never seen anybody fight as hard as you have to stay in the military. He was like, but God has a bigger purpose for you. The military, this man's military doesn't need you anymore. Your DD-214 is intact. You've done everything that you raised your right hand to do. You've fulfilled your mission. You've done everything the Army has asked you to do. You don't even have a single blemish on your DD-214. You have not a blemish on your record. I didn't even have any kind of, you know, Article 15 or anything on my record. And he was like, you have a grander mission. Right. And so that's where everybody needs to realize is that the Army and the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the Space Force, they're all entities under a bigger entity. You know, at the end of the day, man established those. Right. And we established man also established the laws and the orders under that and also the regulations and the customs under that. It's all man made. And if God wanted it at all to disappear, he could. Right. And that's what I want people to, to realize is that, you know, there's a grander mission of all of us. The military is put here in place. They were intended for good. The Bible says what God meant for good, man will make evil. All right. And that's what we're living in right now. And and the very thing that that you could do to to really aggravate, agitate, and and I don't want to say another term, but just to make God mad is to go after the very entity of which that he talks about the most in the Bible. And that's what's been taking place. And so that's where we all come in and, and the power of prayer, however you want to pray, whatever that looks like. If you look like AJ naked in your garden, barefoot on the ground, and you got your hands up, or if you look like me fully clothed on my knees, you know, praying to God, however that looks to you, you still have to connect to God. You can't call yourself spiritual. You can't call yourself a Christian. You can't call yourself any of those titles if you don't have some form of connection with that realm of which you say you believe. So it takes application of it. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, Brad. It's not the knowledge. Knowledge is not power. It's the application of knowledge is that that's power. So it's the application of the things that we talk about, no matter what it looks like. It don't make you crazy. There's no particular way you got to pray. There's no particular way you have to connect to God. You just have to start practicing that and putting that into existence and ask God, what can I do for you? That's what I did when I got in my, I call it my depression days. I said, God, I'm at, I'm at my wits end. I wanted to stay in the military. You took me out. 
I wanted to do this. You took me out. What do you want me to do? You know, and I reached my place where I talk about the corner of the wall, but the corner of the wall is the best place to be in a room is because everything behind you is taken care of. All you got to focus on what's in front of you. Same thing with the bottom of the ground. So stop focusing about the economy. Stop looking at this stuff. There's a, there's a plan in place. And when people apply that plan and then apply that application of spirituality, however it works for you, then you'll start seeing your power. You'll start seeing your place. And then you'll want to uh, join all of us. And you might look like AJ. Who knows? You might you might have the guns to, to look even more of the part than I do. As long as he's not doing the downward dog naked pick texting, you guys can keep that between the two of you, you know, as long as Sam approves that in the heat of the UK sun in Glastonbury. Um, the two of you gentlemen are our fathers, AJ, father of two beautiful children, and SG as well. So I look forward to hearing from, uh, from uh, you two gentlemen and chiming in uh, as well. Go ahead, Mr. AJ. You got a mister in there. Do you really? Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, so I, I guess uh, Derek covered a lot of stuff to you know from in general around, but I mean, in terms of the children, and that, I think twenty twenty three and uh, was always going to be a year of like sort of bigger reveals. I think we've all known since we were young that trafficking has always been a major issue. Like, but the scale of it is never kind of really been comprehended and I think that's because of the same things that we see in so many things don't we we're like oh there's all there's an organization out there sorting that out so people then just turn a blind eye to it you know just as we, we've been kind of groomed into that with by having a police force you know they're there to protect and it's a similar kind of like that mentality people think oh okay there's organizations out there that are doing the good stuff they're saving all these kids and all's well and good but that's how we, you, you know we all know and SG covers it really well, you know, and has done over the last, uh, well, majority of the year, pretty much like like the stuff, the reveals that we need to see as part of this awakening. And obviously the biggest pandemic there's ever been is child trafficking and and, and the abuse of children. Um, and, you know, I, unfortunately, I live in probably one of the most notorious places on the planet for, with a history of, deep history of that, um, you know, that we've ever seen in terms of uh, the United Kingdom. You know, I, I I know I know myself that there's you know it's still happening now. They're coming across in shipping containers from uh, Scandinavia into eastern Scotland, where Kosovo and Albanian gangs sort of pick them up and then they're then delivered to places all across the north of England using uh, fifty pound notes. You know, it's quite well known. Um, but again, who's what organisation is actually doing anything about it? Which which shows you it's the same blueprint in every country that the people that should be doing something about it very much a part of the problem um and you know you only have to look at your child protection services and uh the actual members of parliaments themselves and councillors and you know judiciary systems all of it um you know it's all part of this you know, nefarious globalistic outfit that you know just seems to be a template for every single country very much the same um and i guess 2023 was was always going to be the year out of what we've experienced so far, where we've just seen big, big reveals, but everything seems to be coming at once, doesn't it? Um, and I think that's maybe you know one of the things that people struggle with. So, if that is you, you know, you, you don't need to know everything. You know, you don't need to be, you know, one of the, 
such an amazing analyst like SG and have all that wealth of knowledge and art break the message down the way he does you don't need to have like a, a encyclopedia of military law and orders like born in your head like Derek does um you know it's uh you don't have to need to know all those tiny little details about everything but like one of the things we all need to do is have a very very big overview and and firmly in, in our minds about the protection of children um and that the majority of stuff in our lives is is put there to be a distraction, to distract us from that. Derek mentioned it, you know, it's the same here in the UK, same in Australia, same in Europe. It's, uh, you know, both the both the parents are forced to go off to work, so they're both paying taxes, and the kid's then on, his, on its own, or they are, you know, plural, uh, with people being brought up Monday to Friday, teaching them what, the, you know, the curriculum wants to teach them, and then fine you if you don't send your kid to school. Um, you know, just, and that's just the bottom of it, but... You know, obviously, the, like we talk about, there's multiple layers to everything, and I think the biggest, most noticeable one is that just the sheer amount of uh, crap and toxins out there that are literally there for kids to get hold of now, compared to like when we were children. You know, you've got like all these energy drinks, you've got all the different chemicals and seed oils and all the foods. Um, you know, at, at all the sugary stuff that just gets them hooked. Um, you know, when we were kids, you you get a bag of sweets or or candy, you know, like this big. Now it's like nothing less than a full harry bow is it so it's that's the, the the kind of brainwashing and the mentality and the poisoning that's just got just taking that next step all the time and i'm not sure what's like where you guys are but here in the uk you know uh vaping is like horrendous and it's like most teenagers are walking around with a vape in their hand and um you can see everything's designed for the kids you know and you even go to the more recent um immunization program they tried they waged on the planet and they uh that was all about getting to the kids, you know. It was all about like do the elderly and the adults first. They become the best customers for the kids, and you know, lo and behold, we're seeing injuries and deaths everywhere. Um, you know, if it's not that, if it's not Call of Duty, if it's not Grand Theft Auto, if it's not you know everything else, the kids nowadays are literally bombarded and hit from every angle you can imagine. And you know, I, I, can, I can imagine SG must be thinking with his little nipper, like coming growing up in this world very aware of obviously the, the times that we're in so I, I no doubt uh his child will be in very good hands but it's uh you know you only have to go to most town centers now and you can see the the job that's been done on these children and the parents you know the how programmed the parents have become to just not really care um and again it all goes hand in hand and then the child protection services then take the kids off the parents etc cetera, etc cetera, and then you know we end up with uh, millions of children missing every year but i think the awareness is the biggest thing and i think you know, we've had movies out recently. We've had it talked about, you know, the the, the random Hollywood actor, 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 actor. Uh, you know, he's a bit have been on the uh been on screens like saying how bad it is and just dropping little little bombs here and there. So I think the awareness of it's like tenfold probably to what it was a couple of years ago. Um but again I, I guess that then just adds to the positive collective consciousness on what do we do about it and the awareness of it, like we put towards anything. So um yeah I've, I've always said from day one it's it is the only pandemic in the world is the trafficking of children um and i guess as we'll see no doubt in the coming months you know people that have been involved with this as, as well as the the articulated uh operation that was c19 on on we the people you know i think all these people are going to get very much what's coming to them and uh 
it's very much uh, an honour to be at the forefront with gentlemen like yourselves bringing this information to people um, and to see that start happening, you know, very, very soon. Yeah, we're honoured by you. Uh, thank you, mate, and everything that you do. SG. Ladies and gentlemen, our show will continue after these brief and important messages. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting-edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game-changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30 day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there! And now, back to our show. Well, you know, I, th I think the, the grand discussion, right, that we wanted to start out our, our talk today was the basis for the spiritual implications of the conflict that's happening right now. And the spiritual implications are everything. Learning how to intuit your own discernment learning how to interpret what it feels like when God is speaking to you. You know, my grandmother used to have a saying years ago, care most, care only about how you feel, but not your emotions. And so that was a springboard that she used to drive home the point that God will, you know, the Holy Spirit and God will speak with you and work with you and guide you, but not in your everyday, you know, moment to moment feelings on this or that or the other, or whether this was good or bad or whatever your psychological or mental drama tells you um, is the case about a particular circumstance that you're either experiencing or observing. God will communicate. This was what this was her opinion, right? God will communicate to people or through people with those deep seated, very powerful emotional moments where you walk into a store and you're like, oh, nope, I don't. It doesn't feel good. I got to leave or where you walk into a, a party that you got invited to that you really weren't sure that you wanted to go to anyway, 
And then you get there and you realize that they're doing something really sick in the back. And you're like, no, that's that's not for me. It's a very powerful, people call it your conscience. Um, people call it that voice on your shoulder, right? That feeling in the back of your body, in the back of your mind, deep in your chest that won't let you go. Won't let you won't it won't stop until you redirect, until you do something to sort of bring yourself into alignment with it. That was my personal grandmother's interpretation of of God and the world, right? Is that you know, we walk as spiritual beings and we have a hard wire to the creator of all things. And we actually have a bit of a guidance system, if you will, that's sort of plugged into us that allows us to interpret, um, to try and decode, right, in an era of mis and disinformation, what the Holy Spirit is really trying to tell us about a particular moment or a circumstance or anything, right, in a period of time. Um, the incredible power that is capable um, of flowing from the human being flows because we are godlike beings in some respects, right? Fallen with the original sin, and then we have to go and acknowledge that there are components in the existence of humanity that have helped to restore and elevate, right, a lot of that. And we're doing the best that we can to piece that history together with the understanding that 75 to 80% of it is underneath the, the halls of the Vatican. Um, so, you know, as we look at, at what is happening in the world, with what's happening with Israel, with what's happening at the United States Continuity of Government Operation, and, and all of the things domestically that are popping off here, with what's happening in Europe, um, and, and in particular, the civil unrest as it pertains to migration, um, the German economy, what's occurring to Russia, right? Because Russia is not exempt from this. Uh, everybody is sort of meeting the challenge for humanity from where they're at spiritually. It's like a a coordinated wave-by-wave uh, wave activation of God's army across the earth. This is a pivotal moment in time where humanity is going to rout an enemy that is not a conventional warfare enemy, is not a typical threat, is not um, characteristic of what we sort of know bad things to be. We're going to destroy an enemy that has ingratiated itself or itself right next to us on the pew on Sunday mornings. Um, we're going to cast out the enemy that has been living in our living room, drinking our beer and eating our chips for a long time um, while we've been cleaning the floor, thinking that we had it oh so great. And thank you very much, sir. Um, that's not how this is is going to be going forward. We're learning that at this at the basis of this reality is another level of component or another another level. It's not the right way to say it. Another level of interfacing and possibility that we did not know was even there before. It's always been there, but we didn't know that it was there. You could call it quantum. You could call it the Great Awakening. I personally believe that they're one and the same. And that carries us through to a new era here in the world. Once we dispense with the evil, what do we then do about it? We need God's guidance. We need um, sort of a next level ability to um, appreciate what the world needs to be and look like, right? It's a, we're a very big humanity. We are one mankind, but there are many diverse angles of that. Um, and we have a lot of sort of, I think, spirited social debate to look forward to as we seek to iron out what is the most acceptable lens to reflect a rebalanced godly world after the drop of so much evil. It's a return to sovereignty and God. And I appreciate the way you've framed everything and said so once again with eloquence. I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm writing another when I'm writing another movie, I've written several. Right? <laughs> I go through several drafts. It seems seems like you go boom boom like that's exactly what I wanted to say. If, and you just did it like that. Um, we're here at this when we say pivotal moment. You said it. How much longer do you feel it will take? Generally speaking, in intuiting gentlemen, all three of you, 
outside of God's plan, intuitively, how much longer, where do you see we are at this precipice of a return to sovereignty in God and hopefully vanquishing evil forever? Where there's no more, we're seeing this paradox of good versus evil or this yin and yang. We have it laid down, the sovereign law, God's law. And as we saw, and Derek, you described earlier, the entire world with multiple generals from different militaries, backgrounds, their version of God is different than another. They all came to the battle line. They stepped up and they all agreed to get rid of this evil. Where do you think we are in terms of weeks or months of a return to sovereignty in God and we'll no longer have to root out or worry about this evil ever coming again? Or is it years or decades? So you want to go first. It's up to you guys. Free for all. Go for it. Whoever swings the first cat and hits somebody with a bottle of moonshine. Well, I'd like to. I'd like, like to. Say like, I'd like to back up what SG said too. Though, like this, this is how people come together too. In another kind of retrospect, uh, with SG's background, my background, your background, AJ's background. I just want to say something really quick that then I'll I'll parlay. But as she said about his grandmother, I have a preacher friend right down the road where I'm sitting right now who says the same exact thing that the Bible and God is not built on emotions. Right? There's a is it, a big difference in that spirituality and then emotions. So I mean, th there's a prime example. Not sure where she's grandmother's from. Maybe don't want to say, but it doesn't matter. Prime example. She's not. From where I am, um, I'm going to go on a limb and say that the odds of that would happen <laughs> was, is not there. So I just want to say that, too. But um, and then, you know, as far as, you know, it's all opinions on timelines. You know, what I tell people and how you apply this once again is that I take everything. And of course, as she, as she does, too, we all do. But still, you know, what I teach people is I take every day. I don't look at tomorrow because I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I might have my thoughts on it. But I don't put that out there because the Bible even says we have enough on our plate for today. No need to worry about tomorrow. Uh, but I take everything that Donald John Trump has said and apply it to where we are, because I can't I can't find one place that that man has said something that it hasn't come true. It hasn't happened, whether an optic or a calm or both. There's nothing. And if he has said something that hasn't come true yet, based on everything he has said that has come true. If he has said something that hasn't, it's coming. Well, you've witnessed that right in front of you, right? The narrative that was put out over Israel was that it was a musical festival that was attacked. So a music festival leads to Thailand, Romania, Bulgaria, Mexico, Canada, United Kingdom, the U.S., um, Argentina, Colombia, all these countries in Israel in the last week. That's what a music festival leads to. And then they show you on TV without telling you all these buildings are missing. All these massive buildings are missing. They shows all these people. Right. What did Donald Trump say just in November? He started in November 2022 and he's been saying it at speeches. We're going to tear down some bad and ugly buildings. That's what everybody's watching. The next thing he says is that, well, I say the next thing, the next thing he said in that speech starting in November, that we are going to rescue the homeless off the streets of the cities. Well, there's a lot of cities in the U.S. alone, and there's a lot of homeless. And I've been to pretty much every major city 
in the last year as you have too brad and, and possibly sg i'm not sure where all you've traveled but it still doesn't matter whether you've traveled or not even if you visually see it there are so many homeless on the streets now that's going to require a massive amount of people and that's where i think the military codes that show every code known to man to every veteran listening no matter what status you are of a veteran in the united states every code known to man has us called back has been invoked to bring us back to duty. All right, Q says, remember your oath. All right, Donald Trump has retruthed some people on True Social that said, remember your oath. He has retruthed that to veterans. Hey, veterans, remember your oath. He's retruthed it. All right, the code show that we call back. I think that's where we see the humanitarian effort be laid out. And I personally don't think, and I tell this all the time, this was never a Republican operation. This was not a conservative operation. It did take a Republican conservative president to put the laws out there, to put the orders in place, because we did evolve into a society where you're a two-party, major-party uh, you know, election ticket, and it did require a conservative Republican president to do so, but this was not a Republican conservative operation. And in order to flip humanity, and rid what we're talking about, the evil in the world, the only way to do so is a humanitarian effort. This was not a party affiliation. So you can't make it look like Biden got four years. If you do, you're going to lose the people who do play the party ticket and go, well, my president got four years and yours, da-da-da-da-da. You can't do that. So I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more of the 20... President Trump said it January 2021 that the 25th Amendment did not it was no issue and concern to him, but it's going to come back to bite Joe Biden, he specifically said that in January 2021. So I think we'll start seeing some of that come into fruition. And then also we're watching the tearing down of the bad and ugly buildings out of his mouth. And then I think where the EAS comes into play, I think it's my, my opinion, but I think what they're doing by the EAS testing and also when you get on the TV, even ESPN has, ish, has been commercials of buying an emergency radio. Like they're, it's not just on news channels. They've been advertising this search radio. I think where the nuclear football and all that parlays and everything that they've been showing people in the news, I think this is going to be where they take the the all of us reserves, uh, individual ready reserves, all the veterans, uh, retirees, all different kinds of retirees, the Coast Guard retirees, every code that's been known. I think we fall back in line to what rank we were. I don't know if they'll uh, make us report to uh, the nearest base or the nearest base of our branch. I don't know how that'll work, but I feel like that's where the veterans get called back. We fall back in line and then we know how to take orders. And I think that it's us that goes into the cities with the armed forces, the reserves and the National Guard. And we rescue these homeless that President Trump said we're going to rescue the homeless and put them in FEMA camps and give them the help they deserve and the mental therapy if they need it. That's going to require a massive amount of manpower and people who know how to move bodies uh, who, who you know hopefully not any kind of casualties or deceased but we know how to remove remove them uh, but also treat them with delicacy and also be able to do it though fast and you know get them to where they deserve um, and that's also going to require people what streets being cleaned out people not in the way vehicles not in the way and things of that nature. And I think that that's going to happen in the near future because we've already seen everything else he said, decimation of street crime. Even though you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, 
they've issued and they've told you in 2018, 2019, that our next wars won't be in mega cities, not inside them, but beneath them. So that's where the street crime's been decimated. That's subterranean warfare. Whether you saw it or not, doesn't matter. They told you. Now you're seeing the tearing down of back. This is all in order. Donald Trump said street crime decimated 75 and 85 percent, tearing down of bad and ugly buildings, and then rescuing the homeless. And I think that's what's got to happen in the next few months, because if you get anywhere near the election period, election cycle of the 2025 year, which will be the 2024 year, it'll still look like Biden got four years. And that would that would still not bring over half of a nation that plays the party emotions. You know, I had a guest on Sunday, 48 hours ago, that confirmed that the uh, camp San Luis Obispo, California, was a deep state camp. And the U.S. Marines did, in fact, attack that base and then rescue and then liberate some of the National Guard that were there under the deep state control. Many of them didn't know they were under deep state control, as well as the confirmation came in on Sunday from that show, too, that Russian Spetsnaz did indeed eradicate the Radchenko adrenochrome comochrome factory with up to 250,000 liters of adrenochrome, which is no longer going to hit the street and eradicated that entire network and organization in the Ukraine, including Radchenko himself. And that so we see now that verification on the show here two days ago that we have Russian Spetsnaz working in concert in collaboration with the white hat United States Armed Forces. And when we go to what you've just shared here, Derek, and back to, in the end, return to sovereignty and God and standing up for the children and what we can all do, anybody can do, in the 15, 20 minutes limited they might have in the day in their lives or two to three hours. We look at this, that it is incumbent upon all of us to unite. And I think that's a unifying factor worldwide for all of us, to put out love, to put out prayer, but also to be ready for when it does happen, because I keep getting this, and I'm very interested as well, because AJ has roughly 80% of the households in the United Kingdom, he and his network have revealed that are part of child trafficking. And I have a, a special former tier one, um, not that has been on any of our shows yet, but he's in the United States, and he is saying that roughly upwards of eight of 10 homes in eastern seaboard of the United States has participation in human trafficking. So when it comes to time, we all need to do our part. What signals have you heard of? Or gentlemen, what, what advice would you impart? AJ, SG, and then AJ, uh, for when this comes to pass and what they can do. Well, you know, if the question is, I'm a little unclear, Brad, but I want to try and answer it. If the question is more focused on what happens. Go ahead. Yeah. So from the liberation standpoint, everything is working up to be that we are part of our own liberation worldwide and that it will also be in part upon us to stand up to help when we see military in the streets. If you're military, you're getting called back. If you're not military, stay indoors and then be ready to just help thy neighbor as we go for it. So 
Do you, have you heard anything to that effect? Do you have any advice as well to what people can do between now and then on a daily basis or a weekly basis just to contribute to humanity? Maybe that's a better way to just kind of wrap up that whole soliloquy in the boat. Well, let's take that in a, in a two-part answer, right? Pre-liberation, pre-Q drop 34 and the actioning of actual levers, right, according to that drop, and post-Q drop 34 into what amounts to a military stand-down of the entire world. Um, leading up to that, I think what we're doing right now and what people on this broadcast are doing in their, in their, you know, in their own way, in their own personal time that where they feel led and called, that is what you're supposed to be doing. Whether you're going out and you're putting pressure on your local community council or you're raising awareness in your community through billboards or you're getting online and attempting to raise awareness in the digital space, right, and build some sort of traction to do that. Um, regardless of what you're doing, participation is required. That's that's all that that really is. And, and um, I hate to use the comparison of participation trophies, right? But I think this time we, the people, actually got off really lucky in the long run when we look at this at a generational level because we did have patriotic militaries that have been eyeballing this deep state threat for a number of decades, just waiting for their moment to pounce. And so what we've got is we, the people, are sort of coming along with that, helping to awaken humanity to the actual levers of power, the actual levers of control, what the real nature of the geopolitical landscape around the world is. And whatever you're doing to satisfy that mission at this point, I think you would be making, you know, God proud if I could, if I could, if I was qualified to make such a judgment or a justification. Um, post action, post, um, we'll say, you know, for, for the sake of this discussion, a national emergency, a critical national emergency in the United States being declared requiring an EAS announcement and further instructions at an interim period of military control, because we know that we're already under military control, but it's in the shadow background, right? It's in the covert space. We have to bring this forward in a way where people will pallet and accept the military control and will actually want it and will go along with it and will be okay with a temporary period of allowing for some sort of supernatural circumstances to help clean up what amounts to a 98% deep filth around the entire world. So you asked, what do patriots do in that in that position? What do patriots do at that time? I think patriots do exactly what a good common sense uh, land loving patriot anywhere would do. Let your beautiful military do the job that they're supposed to do. Try and stay out of their way. If you're instructed or asked to do things, um, do them right. It could be very well for you for your imminent safety. Um, if you if you see something, say something. If warlordship begins to pop up at a municipal level, we have these handy little devices in our hands that can grab, you know, snapshots and photos and video as well. And even if we lose comms for a while, eventually they will come back. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'd say be responsible, be smart, be prepared to explain to your fellow man who may just be waking up from their very liberal sleep that the things happening in the world are because of the election of 2020, because of the biological terrorism and worldwide mass uh, weapon of mass destruction attack that was launched against we the people. This is an irregular period in history. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are still plugging along as though it's business as usual and times are just really tough. Um, post Q drop 34 and some sort of public action relating to that vein, uh, people are gonna switch that narrative very quickly to what in the world is going on. And the digital army, the patriots, the veterans, the Anons out there are going to be, I think, pivotal in ensuring that mankind doesn't fall into some sort of gaslit chaos. Awesome. Thank you, Esty. AJ. 
Yeah, um, I, I think obviously people are becoming very aware that this is a like multi-dimensional war, you know, like everything from conventional to spiritual to financial to, you know, all, every single facet you can think of. And I think everyone's kind of living and feeling that, like they're, they're getting that we don't need to be in bombs and bullets to be in World War Three. I guess like, I mean, I've always felt we've been in World War Three for a long time. It's just that like, the optics of conventional warfare makes most people think that we're actually in a world war. Um, you know, as soon as the uh, the deep state decided to, to attack we the people, for me that was World War Three. You know, the start of uh, 2020. Um, but I think uh, what what's been great to see is that all the different alternative media. So we've all got our own channels, you know, and they all get out there to people, and that's what people are turning to now, which is great. I think the the awakening in itself is like all there for everyone to be seen, and uh, I actually encourage people to not try and spend too much of your energy trying to wake people up because if you actually like work on yourself um that, that and quickly like that's actually what wakes them up uh, and and more so you and then that just raises that like humanitarian level of consciousness throughout you know everybody's instantly taking much more time of their day towards what's actually meaningful away from what's sapping their energy because we know that the most expensive currency in the world is our energy um and then people are organically starting to see things what they are they're starting to ask all the questions and at the same time you know the deep state still have these little plays and stuff so i guess my um one of my big things about all this is the sheer magnitude of the migrants and especially here in the uk and, and the that have been cooped up in hotels for a good 18 months you know they've not just come over in the last few weeks there's some you know we've had veterans reporting on uh them in the, especially in the northwest of england and they've been going off to do some training in the mornings and stuff like that. And many of them have been caught on camera um, wearing sort of like dish dashes and stuff like that. Said so they're working with like UN military. Um, so I'll be, I'm, I'm interested to see how that unfolds, not just here, because I don't think, I don't know if it'd be the exact same blueprint everywhere. Um, just like we saw in, uh, you know, the C-19 era, um, because obviously you've got this major issue on the border of the US and you know, which is crazy, obviously. But then there's they've landed in mass in Ireland, Australia, you know, many countries in Europe. So if it is going to be a, a coordinated thing and the military takedowns, etc., like does that involve the use of these migrants that seem to be trained because they're all fighting age males um, that are coming in? You know, none of them are coming all the way through Europe and then over the channel and in a dinghy to flee war without their family um you know leaving leaving them there and they've all got military style haircuts so you know it's uh yeah it's I, I, i'm i'm keen to see how that one unfolds i do think there'll be some involvement there with the military because i know like the conventional military here in the united kingdom is like considerably lower in terms of numbers and deployability than i've ever known it in my life um as well as operations going on so um, I think in terms of a time scale, we'll see that very soon. I think like the United States will lead the way in terms of like the big things happening there because I do think that like this everything in Israel, everything in Ukraine, everything in Taiwan, and the United States sending all their resources there is is too weakened the country from within to bleed its resources and that and to to the people for the people of the United States to feel that and then obviously that's all a big part of their awakening and understanding what's really going on. Um, and I think like the, the 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 new earth, let's call it, will start in terms of a quantum aspect from the United States, uh, in terms of financial. Um, whilst I guess they finish draining the swamp here in this uh, 
cess- cesspool of reptiles that we have here in the United Kingdom. Um, which again, I think you know m- much of that was done quite some time ago. And I think uh, having looked, you know, being in London on Friday and being in Westminster and stuff like that, I've got a good feeling that a lot of these MPs aren't around either already. Um, I, I've just got a strong feeling of that. So I, th- I think everything's moving in the right direction. But I think I think we do need to come to a point where people feel that we're on the brink of like World War Three, you know, quote unquote nuclear the threat of um, to almost bring people to their knees and 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 want God to come into their life, want to connect to God to take them away from this awful realm that's been presented to them and that they've lived through the last uh, you know several years because everyone's had their uh, their ups and downs more than they've ever had in their lives. You know, I don't care who you are. Um, but although I do believe that much of this has happened, and SG touches on it a lot, like lots of this has happened for us. You know, this this the biggest, most amazing sting operation the world's ever seen, like from a humanitarian point of view, but we all know from a galactic point of view as well, you know, and I think that can't be ignored. You know, there's a, there's a huge coherence there that is, is often, you know, not talked about is, is massive. Um, and I think that, and again, that's going to be a lot big part of reveals and things going forward. Um, but for me, uh, I think there'll be a few, uh, few, well, many more distractions like Israel type things, like little wars and stuff like that. But as we know, Israel last will it be the last I, well I'm sure we all hope so um but yeah I, I do think that a lot of positive is going to come out of this and people will will all see the light very very soon oh thank you and we certainly see the assets in place as all of you gentlemen have alluded to whether it's the border invasion or that they brought them over you know we just recently had the confirmation coming through in the Canadian Freedom Convoy if anybody remembers that in Ottawa in February of 2022, when they ran the horses over the clan mother, who was literally saying to the police, peace, love, and joy, those horses were rented from a farm just outside of Ottawa, and it was Scandinavian, not on Ottawa police or Toronto police on horses, Scandinavians who had rented those horses, and those horses are actually horses, Clydesdale, version that is raised for meat and because you can't sell horse meat in Canada or slaughter horses for meat they are sold and shipped to France where they are then slaughtered and sold for the horse meat so that investigation has been underway as well where we also have had the veterans at the war cenotaph during the freedom convoy who were butt stroked by the brown shirt soldiers the ones that never spoke the ones that never had a badge during the Freedom Convoy, the ones that were flown in on the United Nations planes that landed in North Bay, Ontario, Sudbury, Ontario, and in Quebec. Those were Nazi Azov UK brown shirts who had been hired mercenaries to come in and to assault the crowd and provoke and stoke and get it going on. We've just seen as well in every country, not just Canada, the UK, the United States, Australia, we have this pervasive in Ireland, pervasive invasion. And so where I see this going as well is when it comes time, as you've also just perfectly illustrated, there's a time when you just need to be indoors and allow what takes place for the professionals to do their job. And then also understand for any natural disasters too, you see something, you say something, you document it with evidence because there will be more tribunals coming up as well. 
but from natural disasters. And in the ice storm 98, many of us may not remember it here. I was deployed there. This was a time when it was an unprecedented climate attack on upstate New York and New England and part of Ontario, Eastern Ontario and Quebec and the Maritime provinces were up to two feet of ice had fallen across everything and frozen. And I've seen what's happened when you have people without power for six months in a deep freeze for up to 20 degrees. It's an outpouring of humanity. People who don't know each other, people who are neighboring farms or are from hundreds of kilometers away, rally together to create on their own soup kitchens, to organize blankets, to get together in these disasters which have happened to help their fellow brother and sister and children that they've never known, never met, and may never see again. And so that unification of humanity is still within us. So I would say nobody needs to be afraid or fear whatsoever of what may come, if it does come, because at the end of the day, that altruism and that heart of our heart, which is within us from the God that we all know, the loving creator, will share and be there. And one thing I can add to this conversation to the preparation is if and when that does come, I remember all of my grandparents in their pantries, in their basements, they were ready for a year of preserves, of food, of potatoes, of extra gallons of water. So if anybody at this point in time is listening to this with these fine three gentlemen and warriors of light on make sure you have a couple of months supply because even if you don't need it, but you see somebody else in need, that's also why you have first aid kits, right? You have an ability to go help out your fellow man and your fellow woman. And we'll all be there for each other. Gentlemen, it's been a deep honor. I appreciate you having on. Why don't we just go to closing remarks with all of you and um, we'll go to, well, SG to the DJ to the AJ. And that's that'll end it for now. And so I was trying to find a good rhyme there. You know, I mean, you you kind of threw me off with the cat licking its butt, Derek. So, you know, that was just a zinger that came in there. But I feel that right now, you know, this is a very inspirational and uplifting show for everybody to tap into. And um, SG, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. What would you like to share with people as we close off? And then obviously how they can find you because there are so many copycats of you and Derek and AJ. They're starting to copycat him now out there too. Well, you know, I can be found on Truth Social and Rumble. I'm at Real SG Anon with a red check on Truth and then Q News Patriot on Rumble. Everybody else is a flattering copycat, but a copycat nonetheless. Um, regarding closing thoughts, you know, my friend, this is the most exciting time to be alive. Who would trade this moment in human history for almost anything, save maybe for being able to walk and talk with Jesus? Um, which is the one area I think that I would actually rather be. But when I think of all of the other annals of human history, this is the most exciting time. For the first time worldwide, as one humanity, as one God's creation all throughout the earth, we are resoundly and simultaneously rejecting um, essentially the prince of the power of the air and all of the evil and the vitriol and the defilement that has been perpetrated against our earth and against us and against one another through our, through our division, right. And allowing ourselves to be divided and weaponized against one another. We're ending all of that. Um, is it scary? Yes, absolutely. Is it difficult? Yes. Julian Assange said 98% of all governments will fall when this entire process is over. I think we should take Julian at his word. 
Um, the corruption is vast and deep and very, very wide. It is not an easy cancer to get out of the patient and still keep the patient alive. But we're doing, I think, the very best that we can in that process. And it only gets more exciting and more beautiful from here. And when we get to the end of the line, I think the entire world, one, we, the people everywhere, will take a collective voice, just like in the concluding credits of the episode six of the initial Star Wars trilogy. And we will breathe a sigh of relief that the empire of evil has finally fallen. Amen to that. Thank you, SG. And everybody's links will be down below in the description on my show. Um, so you'll be there if you just miss what SG said as well. But those will be the official links. So you, you won't be finding SG himself on Telegram. FYI, hint, hint, wink, wink, everybody. Derek, my friend. Well, it's same thing. I mean, you know, um, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the hardest part for people to see is that, you know, the, the tiring, the exhaustion, and that's that's on everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter what kind of patriot you are, what kind of warrior you are. Um, you know, the weight of the weight of the world gets on you, the weight of the battle gets on you no matter what. So, um, you know, I, I still t tell people, to, um, if you want to know, you can know. Um, if you don't want to know, then you're going to have to really use your discernment really heavily on people who do know um and and knowing that that they have your best interest versus whatever the alternative would be so um that's what i would encourage people uh to do is that if you don't want to know like what sg and i where we stack every uh possible law and order known to man and all, every um you know operation that's ever taken place um when, when you talk about the true definitions of a theater, the operation, the missions, the deployments and everything, all those things, all those entities as they are and the definitions of those. If you don't want to know all that, then you're going to have to really rely on the spirituality part that we talked about um, to know that that someone like SG is leading you straight to the water. Someone like me is leading you straight to the water um, has nothing to do with anything else. But this is what's in place. Um, and it's all. Like you said, the greatest time to be alive, it really is um, outside of, you know, walking with Christ or uh, something on that level. I mean, it really is the greatest time to be alive. And it's just a mindset. You just got to know that, that you know, we do deal with atrocities. We deal with casualties. We deal with stuff on a daily basis, period. So, um, you know, we're here. Life and death are, are the same. The Bible tells you that. There's nothing to fear. Um, and so... You know, it's time to join in. And if I don't, I'm, we're not going to expose how old these guys are, but you know, I'm, I'm 40. And if God gives me the 80 or the 90, then I'm going to live through all this. And I want to be the positive guy. I want to be the one that says, you know what, when I do stand in front of God, I didn't leave any stone unturned, any I dotted or T not crossed. I want to stand in front of God and, and hear him say, you know what, you may have messed up here, here and here, but I tell you what, you did this, 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 and this, and you gave it everything you had, and you gave the people everything you had. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And again, DerekJohnsonCountry.com and the documents.info are the best place to find you. Is that correct, my good man? Oh, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I'm, yeah. And there's a lot of fake accounts like, like SG and I. I mean, it's just like there's a bunch of fakes. There's a lot of, you know, it's flattering in a different kind of manner, except for when they start trying to, uh, you know, mislead people, sell people, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, that's that's the part that that's not flattering. But 
And make sure you follow Derek too, because he's releasing great country songs as well. And soon, when all the war is over, Derek and I are going to write Raised Right and release it for all the proceeds go to veterans worldwide. So stay tuned for that one. And hopefully that'll be soon. We got a war fight first. AJ, Mr. AJ Roberts, down in the UK, mixing it like the DJ with a black thread. It is almost 12 a.m. in the morning, his time. So folks, you know, once again, wherever you are, whichever platform you're watching this on or listening to it on, definitely put a like, definitely put a follow or a subscribe, definitely put a comment on because all of these men not only have risked their lives before, they're risking it as well now. And we've all experienced death attacks, spiritual attacks, and physical attacks and are still after it. So deeply serious and honored to have them all here. Mr. AJ Roberts, your final closing remarks for this particular show, my good man. Um, yeah, I, I guess like just echoing what the two guys said, um, you know, it's, it's the greatest time to be alive. I've, uh, I've just turned 41 back in September and I'm like, you know, people say to me, oh yeah, what's it like to be middle-aged? I'm like, go find someone who's middle-aged. You know, it's uh, it, you're, you're only as old as you say you are. And like, if you're really in tune with, you, you know, your spirit self as well, you know, that you can't really go wrong there. Like your time and age and that doesn't really count. So, you know, I guess the more people that kind of take that kind of mindset um, and, and stay on that kind of like high, high vibe, you know, and everything that you do, like you literally show up everywhere in your life you know you'll understand what's going on but you like you won't have any fear and i guess that that's what we're trying to eradicate you know we're not completely eradicate but we're trying to like really really, like lower that that those levels of fear in in humanity and show show people what they truly are you know that's why i I travel the country doing my talks and my courses and stuff like that for that reason um is to show people who they truly are and i think we're starting to see that creep up now and, and a lot of people so it's a case of really embracing that i think and um, going back to like the, the the family traditions, you know, get away from the distractions, get away from the all the false idols, go back to those real, real raw loving family connections, you know, around nan and granddad's on the Sunday having the roast dinners again, like doing stuff in the communities again, getting everybody for walks of life, like together actually in the same places doing stuff, um, you know, and, and actually feeling part of something. I think for me, that's the one of the biggest things moving forward. And I guess, you know, from a, a spiritual level, you know, a vibrational level, we're only going to raise the roof on that with getting as many people on that le- level as well. Um, and, you know, you don't, uh, you know, we don't have to sit there and just bombard people with information. So it just floods, all you're doing, we were just doing the same thing the media does and it just floods the person's mind. Um, you know, and, and that doesn't help anybody. You know, we don't have to, to red pill anyone. And, you know, I found that out the hard way myself. You know, I spent so many, years like trying to red pill people that's why um you know i just like to show you this uh i won this uh red pill award um it's got my name on it red pill award red pill? yeah it's uh, total red pill. Well, suspect. i think you yeah. that. see that um you don't have to try and red pill everybody um so you know just just literally work on you and then like your your life your project the life you want and as well everybody else you know and that's how we co-create such good stuff that's why us for here co-create the good content and then individually get it out there for people um so just and i guess just keep your eyes on what resonates with you you know i think everyone everyone sticks to that you don't need to know absolutely everything you know you don't need to know all the flight paths of every plane and stuff like 
Derek does and you know all the all the information SG has like internationally and the stuff me and Brad do you don't have to know all the, all the ins and outs just sit what resonates with you and um, like you literally can't go wrong and everyone around you will literally magnify to that uh, beautiful well said and uh, for everybody here, uh, I was born on the day number 17, and my chronological year of age right now is 45. So it's got to be the greatest time to be alive, right? Because apparently this is literally how it lined up for me. And as I introduced Derek, I mentioned he's the only person here, the only man who has met Commander-in-Chief Trump on this podcast, not once but twice, yet AJ's grandfather, who landed on the shores of Juno Beach and D-Day, he personally met Commander-in-Chief Trump. And you know what, AJ, this is for your granddad. Why don't you tell the audience here what your granddad said to then President Trump and where it was? Because it's a good chuckle. Yeah, it was um, It was at the D-Day 75 commemorations in South Sea, in Portsmouth in the south of England, where, um, where they all set sail from for D-Day. Uh, pretty much along that side of the coastline. And um, yeah, he was the second man to land on Juno Beach. His, his landing craft landed first and his point man got off. He was the uh, the section commander. And um, he uh, he was still alive at this point in 2019. And they asked him to be a guest along with a few other veterans to be on the stage. Uh, and at this event, uh, I think was still to this day, actually the last event that Trump was at with all the dignitaries. So that Macron was there, Charles was there, Theresa May was prime minister at the time. Um, you had like just all all the dignitaries you could think of, you know, their little gangs. Uh, they were all there, uh, and then at the little dinner, uh, the food buffet thing afterwards for the VIPs and the guests. I was with my granddad, so I went with him. Um, he basically walked past Charles, the Queen. Uh, like Macron and Theresa May and that he just walked straight up to Donald Trump and said you need to build your wall higher and then that was it that's, that's all he said um, and yeah I thought it was fascinating I laughed my head off at the time um, my dad was going yeah, dad you can't say that and I was just like I think you just did <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was, uh, it was pretty fascinating Um yeah, but I, I didn't realize how much of a fan of him he was, you know, mm-hmm. until like I'd randomly be around his, his house and he, he'd be on the TV and he's like, I like this guy. He gets stuff done. And I'd be like, totally the contrary to what like the, the media projected about him to everyone I knew. He was completely opposite. Right. And you know, what's also interesting as we're wrapping up the show here, you know, not to start another show, but, um, you know, there's a lot of potential here that's been seen remote viewers as well that Commander-in-Chief Trump is the reincarnated soul of General Patton. So a lot of interesting things to be said. I'm sure people will go live in the chat with it, but where else can you learn about squirrels, moonshine, hillbillies fighting, and also talk about the end days of the cabal of the deep state and a new world of peace, love, and joy coming together? And according to Derek, cats lick their butts quicker than, I don't know what it is, but it is what it is. Um, Divine Lions and Lionesses, this is a deep honor for me personally uh, to be in the presence of these fine men. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your service to humanity, to mankind. And I am honored to be in this fight alongside each other lockstep in a virtual capacity as it stands. And I hope one day together we'll all be together along with some of our other friends 
in person, uniting for the grandest celebration of all time. And I look forward to that happening very, very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow, put the comments on wherever you see this platform. And we wish you many blessings ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com.